Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of this great sport. My name is Kevin Wilson. Jay Cole. Jim Hassan. And we are here today with... Probably the best crab cakes you're going to get. We Our guest today is George. He is from Rigatoni's Mobile Crab Cakes. You have to try these crab cakes. So contact events.famouscc at gmail.com. And his mother and father also own a brick and mortar. Yes, they do. His and mother is an absolute sweetheart, by the way. I've met her a few times on the truck. Uh, I don't know if you could have a warmer, more welcoming person on a food truck. Everybody knows I kind of come from the food truck background. Some rough customers, uh, you know, uh, and, and the guys, too, can be tough. Um, so, But she is just an absolute sweetheart. If she doesn't get you to buy a crab cake, you're probably dead inside. There's something already ah. wrong. Where, where is that brick and mortar? Well, that's the brick and mortar is famous crab cakes in Prospect Park. Which is near you. I I pass that every day, and I was wondering uh, if that was related to the Rigatoni's. 913 Lincoln Avenue, Prospect Park, Pennsylvania. If you want to call them and get more info, 610-537-7227. Now, we're with George. That's George's parent shop, right? It sure is. And George is the proprietor of the food truck. Yes. Rigatoni's Mobile Crab Cakes. George, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. And, and the truck is great. The truck is like a modified bus. It's not like the usual old Pennsylvania gas work truck from 1977, which is duct taped together. Uh, his truck is... It, it, at this point, is almost duct taped together. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> but that's good, because you, you, you're you a survivor. You're doing well. That You're in the business that long. We're doing as... We're, I'm, I'm out there as much as I possibly can be. Uh, it's changed. My, it's seven years I've been doing this. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even know we were going to get into the food truck business because at one point we were looking for locations for brick and yeah. mortar. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I met... That's how a few of you guys kind of got into the business. You were yeah. you're looking for, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the other way. It was a... Uh, uh, oh, God, I can't think of the name of it now. It was a Korean truck, Korean-American truck. Cami, Korean-American menu inspired. She started originally looking for brick and mortar. And it just never happened. And people were like, well, then get on a food truck. So she grabbed a cart off of, you know, Craigslist or whatever. Yep. And she was out there. And Wow. Uh, I, met, I met Dave Dave from Vernalicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> down at the Navy Yard. He was getting done. My dad and I were down there looking for a spot. And we sat there and talked to him for about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and you were done. Did Dave <laughs> saw you the truck? No, it's about, it's about 10 minutes. You know, like eight. Couple days later, I was just thinking, wow. "What are and we going to try and do?" I I suggested that. So a little background information, real fast. This isn't a food truck show. Dave and Verna were probably the first people who branded their truck Vernalicious. Uh, Verna was in the window. They were doing the kind of food that people really wanted to eat, especially like two, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, pulled pork, grilled cheese. They were the first sort of one out of the gate. Philly food truck thing started, we'll say maybe 2011, 2012. The first two out of the gate were Vernalicious and Cupcake Carney. My friend Jeff Jimenez yeah. were, they were the first people out there and they were out there at like F and G at like two in the morning, uh, feeding like, you know, the walking dead of stoners <laughs> with cupcakes and, you know, like salmon salad sandwiches. And they, they were delicious. Fun, were, fun fact. I, I went to high school with Verna Swedlow. Oh, did you really? <laughs> I did. And it's a shame because she had just, she had a brick and mortar that was just open in South Philly. It was open for about six months and, uh. She just recently closed it. I think she she was to, going to work for uh, to, to go along with the seafood show. show. She's working for yeah. Samuel Seafood. So, Samuel that, seafood. but I would I would recommend to look for her name wherever you see it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm constantly bugging Samuel Seafood. I need Ippolitos to open back up because yeah. I need those little fish johns they were doing. And I know they very politely told me, "Dude, stop bringing that up. That's not happening again." <laughs> but those of you who know what I'm talking about, uh, Ippolitos was a fish market off of I think Washington Avenue. Mm. 
and they would do these little fish johns, and they were reasonably priced, and they were spicy, salty, delicious. I'm not going to tell you they were James Beard cuisine, but five or six of those with a few with you beers in your truck, they were absolutely delicious. Okay, let's announce the game plan for today. We're going to interview our great guest, Rigatoni's Mobile Crab Cakes events.famouscc at gmail.com. Your studio smells delicious. It does. I know. It's, it's almost I'm, like a, uh, you know, like. We're, we're going to be talking about seafood and like it's you, made, you made it smell like seafood so that it like it's we're gonna, sorry like, we don't have enhance. like smell high def in here. I do anything like this, I'm bringing crap. That's uh, great, and I do. and these are awesome. Uh, just want to let everyone know you're a food truck, Rigatoni, yeah. mobile crab cakes, but your parents own a brick and mortar famous crab cakes in Prospect Park, nine thirteen Lincoln Avenue in Prospect. I was going to bring that place up because I live that weird? Like right around the. And I still will. <laughs> here's the game plan. We're going to interview George for uh, the next two segments. We do our show in 15-minute segments. Okay. So we'll interview you for the first fifteen min- or two segments, which okay. is a half hour. And then the second half of the show is going to be teaching our listeners where to go get great seafood okay. in the tri-state area. So, George, tell us about your truck and tell us about your parents' brick and mortar because people can go to your parents' brick and mortar if they want it tomorrow, right? Yes. <coughs> they, uh, they're in Prospect Park right on 420. You can, uh, If you want to go online, famouscrabcakes.net. Nice. Um, we're pretty creative with the crab cakes, uh, different seafood items. Uh, crab cakes, different sizes. You can buy them to cook at home. Um, we have um, po'boy sandwiches. But it's mostly the and they just added fried chicken. Not too wow! Long with this new with this new location, they have fried chicken, uh, and this is something that my dad added after having getting this recipe from someone he bought a store from thirty years ago. But they're in there six days a week. Wow! Open to close. I'm on the truck five days. So well, usually, where can we find your truck? The truck I. I do a lot of lunches. I do festivals. I do mostly the, the night marks in the city. Nice. Um, Roxborough sometimes. I've done Maniunk. I pretty, there's not many times I go back into the city because I, I keep myself busy in the Exton, Chester County, Chester County area because that's where I live. I think I saw you in the Exton. Uh, they had like a food truck thing in Exton one time. And yeah. I think, uh, I saw we did with something over by the right across from the movie tavern. Yeah, that's where it was. Yeah. It was like a bunch of, bunch of things. In there. I talked about this before when people kind of ask a little bit about the food truck scene. I'm like, one of the reasons that's very different from the restaurant scene is it changes every year. Um, if we go back to, let's say, Night Market 2012, and I'm walking down the street and I'm looking at maybe the top 10, 15 trucks. And now I go and I look in, I'm trying to think of the last spot they had Night Market in, uh, the top 10 or 15 trucks. Almost none of those trucks are the same. Almost none of the trucks are the same. They either, they've got differences, they've moved to other places, they've opened brick and mortars. Uh, the MacMart truck. Sh- Marty used to sell like a, gr- a metric ton of mac and cheese at Night Market, and now she's got a shop in Rittenhouse, and they do catering. Uh, you know, they're just not going to be there. Spot mm. Burgers is another one. Yeah. A zillion burgers that fly out there. He's got a brick and mortar in Brewery Town. So, you know, other people have to fill in now. Other people and, have and to come step in the And Bri- then Mama's Polish Kitchen, uh, Mama's yeah. Polish Kitchen in mm-hmm. Bridesburg. I had them on the radio. And uh, I guess such a huge response from their delicious food. I was I was behind them on ninety five one time, and I'm trying to take a picture of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I they crashed actually, into a fiery ball. They, they, it's <laughs> worth it though for the pierogies. But they started uh, they started teaching. They started and doing it was a huge you success. know, and it's a huge success. It's one of the, that and rolling sushi are like two of the hottest things in like Philly food cooking classes. Yeah, and they were uh, an alumni of the Dining on a Dime old radio segment, which was on ESPN Radio. I just want to let our listeners know if you go to wildfireradio.com, look in the search engine and look for Dining on a Dime. We did an entire hour on food trucks. We had Mama's. Uh, balls here. Meatballs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mike spent good the hour with, with good us. Good friends with Mike. And if Probably. you go to wildfireradio.com, look in the search engine. We spent an entire hour covering uh, uh, food trucks. So nice. tell us more about your brick and mortar, though. I like this idea. The brick and mortar is it? It's a small takeout place. It's not. It's nothing glamorous. It looks nice. My dad. We keep it clean. Everything's great. The food is consistent, and we try and give the best. You know the best. 
customer service. Would be yeah, well, that's the, he. So good. We we were as we started off in that neighborhood uh, as an Italian restaurant. That's where we kind of started because we came from Maryland, obviously with the crab cakes and the idea from the for the for the truck and everything. Came like from that restaurant. From that restaurant. That's how and a lot that's of why I have the rigatonis on there, because I'm I've been told by several uh, other trucks, including with Rob Mitchell, <laughs> he's always trying to tell me he's like you should change the name, put some more crab cake behind it, but I felt like it held its own, and if I change it, I mean it has its own look. Everybody recognizes <laughs> it, even though people who first see it. We'll ask if we have pasta. Pasta. I've yeah. been there. I've literally been there when people cakes. have been like, they've already been waiting pa- in line an hour, so they, they might as well just get the crab cakes. <laughs> what kind of pasta do they have? Uh-huh. I was like, well, I got good news and bad news. And I'm the type of guy that if I see crab cakes on someone's mm-hmm. sign, I'm getting crab cakes. <laughs> hey, I'll be the first to admit, because a lot of times I'll, I'll you know, sprain my shoulder, patting myself on the back when I'm right. <laughs> I'll be happy to you know, give myself a kick in the A for being wrong. I was one of those people, I remember at, I don't know if it was maybe Sly Fox, beer event but uh rigatoni's was there and i've had a few beers with rob and if you've ever had a few beers with me and rob we start to get it sometimes a little bit loud and loopy we got a sheet of paper and we actually started sketching out like names and ideas for your truck oh well what if we do this it was a vendies yeah it was like a vendies <laughs> oh well what if it's like what if it's like a flaming crab like ghost rider space yeah. flaming and i was just like nah the crab cakes aren't flaming hot and we must have done this for an hour for people that don't know rob mitchell is the former president of the philadelphia mobile food association um and we would sit down and we would have these crazy conversations now, i'm not going to say there was a lot of beer involved but there was beer involved <laughs> and we would have these crazy ideas and, and our biggest concern our biggest thing we had the same reaction these are like the best crab cakes i've ever had nice. too many people are going up there thinking they're getting like you know baked ziti or some kind of weird spaghetti and meatballs on a stick or something we're like no man it's a crab truck and because when you first looked at his at, at the bus you you didn't get that so we were like oh no man he's like a neon crab that flashes <laughs> like come on over and of course you know like the server of the sly fox beer is looking at us like eh, maybe you guys are done um, but I'm so happy to be wrong. Oh yeah. Um, if you know, if not, if anything else, not only did it not slow him up, it blew them up. Now there's a brick and mortar catering. The, you know the whole. And I want to give our listeners a head, heads up. We're going to spend two segments with uh, George to promote his business. But at five thirty, we're going to give you our best seafood restaurant picks. And the reason I'm saying that. Is because I went on a sea- other than George. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying I went on a seafood tour of Philadelphia about a year ago, and I went to like 21 some odd places that just named themselves as cheap as uh, seafood. Right. And I actually was very disappointed, Devin. I'm sorry. I apologize. Devin uh, is the go-to. Seafood is in Philly is, and I've said this before. It's we seafood's a tough go. Yeah. They do not have, and I know there are seafood places that will say, "Oh, we've won this award and we've won that," and that's great. That's okay. Um, there was a time where I was like the Galaxy Weight Wrestling Champion in my backyard, <laughs> but then middle school starts and reality sets yeah, in. Yeah, no, you're right. You're setting the bar pretty low right now in Philly. There just are not. A ton, and I said this on another radio show a couple of years ago. I said the best seafood dish you can find in Philadelphia is on Rigatoni's truck during when you when they're out and about. And I had people at that radio station call me, "Well, what about this and what about that?" And I was like, "No, I'm telling you the truth." Oh, 2014, what was a crab cake off your truck? Yeah, uh, I agree. Eleven dollars or whatever. Twelve. Twelve bucks. And for that twelve bucks, I was getting more. It's still flavor. twelve bucks. Still twelve. Wow. Bucks. Oh, we got to right? talk, man. So my prices have been. That's awesome. I kept the price as much as I could. No, but there were places doing crab cake dinners, two crab cakes and some sides for like 30-something dollars in Philly. And I thought to myself, George and I would come in here at the bar, laugh at your crab cakes, go out to his truck and eat much better. And I haven't seen, there's a couple places that have decent seafood in Philly, but you've really got to be like Sherlock Holmes. To yeah, find. and that's what I was. And I have to, one of my picks is an Italian restaurant because there's so many weak in Philly. Yeah. Uh, let's go to a break because I want to dive into these crab cakes and uh, we'll be right back. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at diningonadime 
at yahoo.com. All right, everyone, we're back. Um, we're talking with George, the proprietor of Rigatoni's Mobile Crab Cakes. I'm sorry, I'm eating the crab. The crab cakes are so good. Uh, events.famouscc at gmail.com. Or you can go tomorrow yeah. to Famous Crab Cakes in Prospect Park, 913 Lincoln Avenue. If you want to uh, call them to get more information, 610-537-7227. We're talking to George. Uh, the, he's going to have the whole segment this segment, but at 530, we're going to start giving you our seafood picks. And you're going to find out why George is so important. Because like I told you, I went on a seafood tour of Philadelphia and I wasn't happy. Okay, George, tell us more about your business. Um, I talk slow, I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the truck, I uh, I try to do my own thing because I'm I separate myself with with uh, from my parents with different menu items. So I add like uh, some signature crab cakes. I do I do an Asian one that has uh, lettuce and teriyaki glaze with wasabi aioli on it. Nice. Uh, one that comes with kimchi, Kevin's getting with kim- oh, kimchi and sriracha. Oh, nice. Um, I have a flamethrower where I, I make my own uh, house-made ghost pepper hot sauce oh. with, with a blue cheese crumble. See, that I want. That, that sounds, sounds awesome. Surprisingly, that sells a lot because I think there's there's a lot of people that uh, they see ghost pepper and they want to try and test it. It's not going to be as hot as you'd see that chip. Right. Or the nut. You're right, though, it is. There's a, we did a chili head show a while back, or a segment on chili heads, and we talked about this. It's more of like thrill seeking than, you know, oh boy, I woke up today and I'm really in the mood for, There's you know, that... a colorectal cleanse and a beer. That just doesn't yeah. happen that often, but they decide to do it. And I think a lot of people kind of, you know, uh, jumping back at them, say, "Okay, you want something super hot?" And they'll just, you know, they'll just get some Carolina Reaper, you know, powder form, drop it in a stew, and here you go. And I don't feel bad when that person is, you know, outside hiccuping, swallowing a milkshake. I'm like, well, you know, maybe you should have thought about that before you put nine X's on how many, how much hot sauce you want. And what I love about this particular crab cake of yours is sometimes people spice up the sauce. And I'm not a spice guy. So if you get crab cakes at some places, that sauce is a little hot mm. and it ruins the whole crab cake, in my opinion. But this is this delicious. The crab sauce, it took us uh, several months to work on because I just got tired of cocktail and tartar. Yeah. Exactly. I make cocktail and tartar, but I just got tired of offering the same stuff. So my dad and I, we talked to the chef that we had at, at the Brigatoni's and. Right. We just kept going through different tastes, and that came that stuck. So, I mean, that by far, I'll, I'll tear it, carry two gallons of that on my truck as opposed to like one gallon combined of the other two. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what I love is uh, there are friends of mine that love heat with their crab cakes, and you can get that also. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could throw some of that ghost pepper hot sauce on there, or Old Bay on top, or straight ghost pepper powder if you'd like. I mean. That's I haven't awesome. had anybody yeah. offer that, ask for that, but and then they, they, you, you can watch them sweat. Well, they, I, I make sure some of them they have when they question it. I'd let them taste the sauce first because right. some of them regret actually eating it because it's pretty hot. But uh, most of the breweries that we were at, they enjoy the other people eating it because they drink more. Right. So I only have a <clears throat> one issue with the the famous crab cakes in Prospect Park, and that is. The location where it's at used to be a hot dog place, <laughs> and I miss it a lot. So I'm just crab gonna, dogs. I'm just going to throw out three words: uh, crab cake, hot dog. <laughs> Wait, that's not bad. I could throw that at my dad. I mean, I'm sure he might. Uh... <laughs> and I love when he gets kicked out of his house. That's on you, man. <laughs> yeah, but I love the fact that you mix it up. It's not just a hey, regular sounds... crab cake. No, we try and do the, over there. He we do a stuffed onion ring, which is a beer battered onion mm. ring with the crab cake in it. Oh my goodness! And then goodness. we serve with the rosa sauce. Well, well, well I gotta cool. have that. Yeah. Well, that's why when he hit the food truck ground running, a lot of food truck people, when they started, and I don't mean this in a negative way, because I kind of, will say, came up with the food truck crowd, right? Before that, nobody knew or cared who I was. Now, only 50 people know or care who I am. <laughs> but the truth is, a lot of the people in the food truck business didn't have the flexibility uh, George, coming from that background, kind of knew, hey, let's shake it up. You know, let's not, you know, recipes aren't chiseled in stone. And I think in the beginning, some of the food trucks were like, 
well, we do pull pork, and this is how we do it. And there was almost like no deviation. So the second or third time you hit the truck, you'd be like, and I'm not singling anybody out, but I'm just saying, yeah, I know what they've got. I agree. You know what I mean? And I other agree. people were doing I sandwiches, too. I did that for the too. first four years of the truck, and then I just <laughs> decided, because it's, it's changed so much that I feel like there's so many more trucks coming, you have to work a little harder to make sure that you're going to be a leg up. Now, when I go to night market, I just strictly do my... Crab cake sandwich with the lettuce and tomato, your choice of the sauce. That's and, what I would get. And my and the moocher platter his mother has for me on the side because she knows I come to the back of the truck. Hey, yeah. she's and like, the crab oh, pretzel. it's freeloader. Oh yeah. The crab. Those are the. I only do, see a lot of trucks. They'll do five, six, seven different items. Right. When you're at night market, my strategy is be try and be as fast as possible. Yeah. Limit the amount of those items. Those lines are an hour and a half long, an hour long, a hundred people waiting. And uh, you can't have people looking through like a diner-sized menu of what do I want. And John made a great point during the food truck show. Wildfire Radio.com, search for dining in a di- dining on a dime. We've covered every cuisine, and we've pretty much covered every uh, food truck. Uh, but John made a great point during that sh- uh, show. Is He said, look, I'd rather have someone do three things very, very well than to try to expand the menu. And you talked about uh, Paisano's. Yeah. And that was the point he made on that show, and he's exactly right. I heard from dozens of restaurateurs about that's probably the best way to do it. I will see. I have Masia and I do corporate lunches, and my lunch menu is bigger because you don't know how many people are actually going to come out. Right. So I offer a different variety. I just added actually some tacos. Oh wow! Crab ball tacos. Oh, 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 oh. Jim hasn't just lit up. <laughs> He's going to be a man of a thousand and two jobs. He's going to be hitting George up in the parking lot. Hey man, you need anybody to crack crab? I got like three and a half free hours on a Thursday. I come with my own cra- cracker. If <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to let everyone know because at five thirty we're going to move on to Absolutely. seafood picks. Uh, Rigatoni's mobile crab cakes. Events.famouscc at gmail.com if you want to find out where he's going or where he's going to be. But the best way to do it, go tomorrow. You can go to Famous Crab Cakes in Prospect Park. Uh, 913 Lincoln tomorrow. Avenue. I'm going after. No. <laughs> we're yeah. doing tomorrow. we got about an hour to go. Wrap this up. Yeah, thanks, everybody. <laughs> if you want to see the menu, you can check it out at FamousCrabCakes.net. There you go. And uh, Let me throw this out there real quick, though, sure. to just kind of quantify this from the food truck world. You guys know um, I was the PMFA Goodwill Ambassador for several years. I've literally probably eaten you know, more than 100 food trucks. And I'm not saying that to brag. It's just the truth. I'm a right. big fat dude. Um Two years in a row, George's truck finished second in my top 10 of food trucks. Whoa. And he's the only person that consistently finished top two twice. Everybody else was up and down. They would have a good year and a bad year. George is the only person, and I did these rankings for four years, he finished second twice and second third. Wow. No other truck in that four-year period that I was doing these rankings finished consistently that high. Nobody. People would finish and oh, they have a great year and then they'd come back the next year and there was a bunch of factors that went into it but in purely the terms of food and value and I would factor in how long you had to wait. Nobody came that close. And people know I have really good friends. I've said it before a bunch of times, so people don't think I'm fronting just because George is here. You can see my profile pic on Instagram. Uh, We're both friends with Mike. Uh, Mama's Balls is always the first food truck I stop at wherever they are. Um, A big fan. Yeah, it's (laughs) true. I mean, mean, I'm a big fan of Mike's. Uh, Mike has probably been along with Mac Mart, Cupcake Carney. Uh, George, uh, you know, like the top two, three, four, five consistent performers in five, six year period. But um, I did another show a couple of years ago called Two Chicks and a Chef. And my co-host, uh, cocktail, uh, Kimmy Cocktail, Kim Shurig, she worked in Atlantic City where they have some pretty good seafood places. We went to a night market in, I think, Roxborough a couple of years ago. Mm. And she tried your crab cakes. Mm. And she turned to me and she said... I haven't had a crab cake this good in Atlantic City. She lived in Margate most of her life, worked in a variety of casinos, bars, places where, you know, let's be honest, casinos have tons of money. They can afford to bring these chefs in from, you know, New York, Miami, LA, you know, they got people from Japan working in there. That's how good these crab cakes were. Nice. And again, we're talking about like 12 bucks. 
Now I go down to a casino and I sit down and I get crab. I'm eighty dollars before the yeah. dessert comes. That's one of my points. I'm going to make after. So point. when we talk about dining on a dime, we're trying to find value. We're trying to find consistency. And again, I'm not saying this because George is here. I've said it before on other shows. There are very, very, very few trucks and very, very, very few restaurants that consistently hit the mark of it's a fair price. Uh, like George said, the place is clean. We have our buddy Clean Drop Mobile. Yeah, um, I've mentioned George's. I've mentioned Rigatoni's Clean Drop Mobile. I said there's like four or five food trucks that I eat off the floor, and George's is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, that's so important because yeah. I just I brag on social media that I find three dollar cheesesteaks throughout the city. Oh, really? That's my gimmick, and I find four dollar hoagies, and uh, I have gotten ill. <laughs> So it's very good that you keep your stuff uh, very clean. Best. Yeah. So I talk, talk about the brick and mortar because our listeners can go tomorrow to Famous Crab Cakes in Prospect Park. Absolutely. And nine thirteen Lincoln Avenue, and they can go get a crab cake. If you're listening to this show Monday, Tuesday, you can go that day and Seven get them. I don't care if you're listening to this show three months from now. Not to step on here, yeah. But I can't stress this enough. Three months from now, six months from now, this guy has been at the very top of the game. For six years, I'm trying to think where in what 2019, yeah, six years, seven years, he's been doing this. He didn't start and oh, he was terrible and he kind of got better, right? He started really good and never missed a beat from that yeah. day. And there's a, a very hand, small handful of food truck restaurant operators that I can say that about, and especially it's basically like you, Mike. Uh, my, first Marty. Ev- my first event was Night Market Old City. Oh, oh wow. We did 400 crab cakes that day. Oh, wow. We had no idea. That's because nobody we could turn to. around. It was so, so the streets well, were the so first, small. That first day, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, this is the greatest thing. Oh, we could just show up here and just. It hasn't always been that way, though. That's actually a good point because if you're starting on top and you maintain, that's actually more impressive than if you're starting at the bottom. See, and going that's what top. I felt because there are people, and I'm not going to name trucks because I don't do that. Right, my food trucks right. are beloved to me. We only bash restaurants. There are, I do. Well, <laughs> skewer a restaurant, but not a truck. Um, there are trucks that started really hot. And they didn't make it, and they didn't maintain it, and somebody else came in, and next thing you know, they're missing a date, and blah, 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 and they disappear. We've had food trucks flash in the pan trucks, trucks that you're like, what happened? Mm. And then there's a small group of trucks that have been at the top of the heap pretty much since, what, maybe 2012? I started talking about this first on on Twitter, and then it sort of moved on to internet radio. Uh, Tony Luke. Now, this is a guy that... I mean, he could eat out every day he wants to. Yeah. He owns his own restaurants, but this is a guy that literally every day, every meal, he can walk out the door and eat out. He tried those crab cakes at, I'm trying to remember what it was. It wasn't a night market, maybe Taste of Three Cities. Mm. Um, and he just, he couldn't believe it. He's like, I cannot believe this is coming from a truck. He yeah. asked me like three times. I said, dude, this truck is right there. Wow. Tony thought I was kidding because Tony'd sit down and you'd bring him the food, you know, like the whole thing. Um, and I said, no, literally, his truck is right there. And he's like, what, the pasta truck? I'm like, no, that, that, that's his name. But no, I, I, I said, no, that this is his crap. And he couldn't believe it. Yeah. He couldn't believe I agree. it. And this is a guy, I mean, let's be honest, how many times has Tony Luke eaten out? Yeah. He's on the road right now doing a TV show, doing stand up comedy. He's in a movie. I got to believe this guy eats out, what, 300 meals a year? Right. And here's my thing. I always judge a crab cake based on crab. There's a lot of guys out there trying to front and put breading and this and that. Your oh, crab cake. I got cornbread. I got yeah, sausage. Y- you're... That's great, dude. That's a hush puppy. You know what I'm looking for? Some a crab. crab cake. How about, a cra- <laughs> a crab cake. How about putting a crab in a crab cake? So that's what I love about these. And the first thing I was impressed with was the amount of crab in your crab. It's all crab. Yeah. And then the sauce is delicious. It's something different than you would get. It very well, and it actually goes with everything. Yeah. It, that sauce <laughs> yeah. Be, I'm going to put I, it I in my coffee later. Okay. <laughs> no, I once said, you know what his crab cakes go really good with? More of his crab cakes. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. These are delicious, and I can't... It's one of those things where I like to eat to failure. Isn't that what they say in the gym workout world, <laughs> to failure? I will eat to failure. Right, yeah, and after our break, we're going to talk about seafood restaurants, and you're going to learn to appreciate George because... Uh, we'll put the, it in context for you a little bit. Yeah, the, the picks are slim because there's not that many great seafood in Philly, and you can email me and tell me different. George, let us know your social media tags, it's, it's websites, etc. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is Rigatoni's Mobile. Nice. And uh, Facebook, Rigatoni's Mobile Crackers, just throw it in the search. And, and tell the website again. FamousCrabCakes.net. You find the menu, uh, pictures of the, of the food, and uh, just come see us. It's a family-owned <laughs> restaurant just trying to 
give you good service and good food as much as we and can. And our show is hashtag small business. So Anybody has any questions, find me on social media. Yeah. I'll be more than happy to tell you. I, I'm embarrassed to admit how many crab cakes of his that I've eaten over the years. It's gotten to the point now where his mom shakes her his head like, what? <laughs> You're here again, dude? I'm like, yeah. Um, that, I mean, it's just that good. There are very few food trucks that I go to over and over and over again. Because, you know, I've got a lot of stuff to try, especially when I'm kind of doing the PMFA ambassador yeah, thing. Sure. They're really kind of hoping I hit all the trucks, hit all the members, post. So I feel like I'm kind of obligated to, you know, I can't sit at my two favorite trucks and eat till I pass out. <laughs> but I will always find George wherever he is. And I will always find uh, Mama's Balls wherever they are. Nice. And that, you can't say that about everybody. You no, really you can't. can't. And George, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, dude, I appreciate it. I know it's not no, like you're no next problem. door. It's a pleasure coming over here. Thanks for having me. And we're going to go to break. And after break, seafood. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes and & Noble and Amazon.com. Okay, we are back. How, wait, what do you mean we're back? That was like 30 I gotta, seconds. I had to spit my uh, crap you, you cake gotta, out. You got to teach William to talk longer. a little longer. <laughs> All William right. Murphy, get back here, man, because you need to do longer breaks. <laughs> so now we are going to dig these. <laughs> Taylor, he just shut it off. He saw you with a mouthful of food. He goes, watch this, my head click, and he just shut it off. We are going to dig deep into the seafood uh, situation in Philly and Jersey. Such I, I, feel like it be, I feel like it should be dive deep. In yeah, there. dive deep. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I got to be honest with you, I did a like I said earlier, seafood tour of Philadelphia. Went to over 21 places for my blog, I, phillyrestaurantreviews.com, over hundreds of restaurant reviews. And I didn't find anything that blew me away. And you're welcome to email me different. I went to Devon. Didn't think it was anything special, but that's the go-to in Philly. And, and let me say this, too. Kevin, you can eat. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a minute to say, if you add us, social media, you email us, we love it. We love the feedback. We told you before, if we're wrong about a restaurant, if we got something wrong, get at us. You know, yeah. if you've been to George's place and you had a horrible experience, well, I know you're lying, but go ahead. You can still get at me. But the point is this. Come correct, as they used to say. Remember yes. that? We used to say that in the 90s. Come correct. Come properly. Don't tell me that your favorite two slices and a soda for a for four ninety nine at better, lunchtime yeah. is the best pizza in Philly. Right. When I've got people who are making better pizza in their houses, not their restaurants, their houses than that. You're right. If you tell me I found a seafood place that will knock your socks off, I'm going to go check it out. And when I say, hey, John Doe told me to go check out such and such seafood joint, it's hot garbage. I'm going to make sure I tag your name in there so yeah. people know. Don't, you know, don't accept what John Doe, what do what we always call him, Brent Z from Yelp? <laughs> yeah, Brett Z. Brett, Brett Z, Z from, from Yelp. Yelp. Brett, look, I, I understand that, you know, you have a rough day. You, you right. know, you, that the girl said no. Your boss didn't give you your promotion. Your rent is late. But do me a favor, man. Don't put stuff out there about restaurants that we know you haven't eaten at, you couldn't afford to get into on your best day, just just don't, man. Stay at Five Below in that yeah. kind of shady food section, yeah. eat the canned food, listen to our show, and learn a little bit. And to piggyback on what you're saying is uh, our show's been on the air one year, August 25th, we're having a celebration, and uh, we have not gotten any criticism about any of the picks on the show. It's always been positive. Uh, John gets a lot of emails from people in Jersey. <laughs> Those are just middle finger emojis. <laughs> no, no, they really love it. We've never gotten one email negative about a pick we've given on this show. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I've had people come up to me and say they didn't like this about the show. They didn't like that about the show, which is why we not about have Jim Pappas here this week. Ah. Nobody has ever told us that... Um, you know, you were wrong. The picks were Yeah, wrong. nobody right. ever said, hey, you told me to go to Renning Terminal Market and right. hit the Amish place for breakfast. It was terrible. I've never heard that in my life. No. What they, I've heard is I went to the Amish place, and I had breakfast, I stayed through lunch, and then I left with 14 whoopie pies, and now I got diabetes. Well, dude, that was on you. I didn't <laughs> tell you to do that. And that's I one, just told you where the food was. That's one of the reasons why our show in September is going to get away from the restaurant picks, because we're actually sending restaurants business, and we're not getting business ourselves. You know what I mean? Well, it's so, one of those things, too, where there's only so much. And I don't want and people so many picks. And I don't, th I don't want people like, oh man, the show is shifting gears. I wouldn't say we're shifting gears. We're just shifting direction a little bit. Right. The world of food is more than just 
restaurants, and we've done a little bit of food trucks, but we're going to start talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to start talking about the people who make this food, the people who come up with the cash Absolutely. for these restaurants. Let's be honest. If George came to me tomorrow and said, let's open a restaurant, yeah. the first thing one of us has to do is come up with, what, 100, 150K, depending yeah. on where we want to eat, and that's that's no BS. That's just reality. And then Jim the- comes to me and says, I've got this great deep fried liverwurst concept. <laughs> All right, have another beer. We'll talk tomorrow. But still, even that, even if it was a cart... Somebody's got to have, you know, the credit rating that know the guy that yeah. knows the guy that gets him on a street corner in a cart selling deep fried liverwurst. Uh, it's not what you think. Being a good cook isn't enough. I've, you know, all those Italian nonas who are out there cooking, you know what I mean? All those like Irish grandfathers who make the stew all day while they're drinking. The drunker they are, the better the stew gets. Yeah. There's a reason why they're going to work at SEPTA or whatever on Monday and they're not opening a restaurant. Yeah. And as we kind of move into our second year, I think we've talked about oh, this yeah, before. Well, you get we want to talk a little bit about the other parts of the food industry. Yeah. And I think we're going to bash some posers too, like. Yelp Spretzi, <laughs> the cheesesteak experience Yeah, absolutely. Guy. Uh, we're you know, we're going to put them out of their misery But it just doesn't bit. make sense. We have a whole year of shows given picks. There's no reason to do season two with picks. Yeah, if someone says to us, hey, where do I get a meatball sandwich? You go on the website. I'll say, hey, look, you know, we did a meatball show. Yeah. Like some think- shows, uh, season two, they kill everybody off. <laughs> and then I think that's, we're uh, killing uh, our, <laughs> our plan. All right, let's get into the seafood picks because we got a lot of good response on. Do you want to eat another meat crab ball and I'll do mine first? Because I don't know if you've no, had no, enough I, of this I, I'm going to get this in. You're good? Okay. Yeah, this is a, this is a dining on a dime radio alumni. Uh, this is my favorite pick. It's called Dagwood's Pub. It's at forty six twenty five Linden Avenue in Northeast Philly. Family owned and operated alumni of my high school, and since nineteen eighty seven, they used to be near uh, Fat Jack's Barbecue. I believe so. Yeah, I they're up that way, but yeah, they're, they're in the Northeast. Way, yeah. And I know I got off the bus and walked three blocks down. That's all I know. But. Uh, it's family-owned and operated, Dining on a Dime Radio alumni since 1987. And as John always says, you know you're doing something right. Uh, That's one of the biggest things to me. Uh, you know, if you win a James Beard Award, God bless. Right. If you win a Yelp Award, Open Table Award, God bless. When you tell me I've been open seven years, 10 years, 13 years... Now you've got my interest. Yeah, 1987 they opened. I mean, and, that's that's impressive. And they have a weekday clammy hour. This is our dining on a dime yeah, I like that. That gives deals on a ton of seafood items. Uh, so go Dagwood's Pub, Northeast. Uh, John, you want to go? I am ready to go. Okay. If you are, you can yeah. grab another crab yeah, ball. Yeah, because I love these. We t- <laughs> I will talk slowly so Kevin can eat. No, um, I mean, I generally tend to be the Jersey guy. So my first seafood pick will probably be in Jersey. And if Philly is light on really good seafood places, uh, South Jersey's even lighter. I mean, obviously, the cities always have more, right? More of everything. Um, there's a place I found that I'm going to be honest with you. We did a show where, you know, shirt and tie show we did. This is not a shirt and tie show. This is a jorts and flip flop show. Hmm. And it's called Select Seafood. Two words, Select Seafood. They are on uh, 300, uh, even like Kevin, I got an address for Oh, there you go. They're three, I know, people are like, he never has the address. He <laughs> makes us look it up. It's because I'm lazy. I just happen to know this place because I'm in there a lot. 300 West Main Street, Maple Shade. Nice. And Maple Shade isn't really like, you know, the culinary mecca of South Jersey. We'll put it that way. You got a couple nice little places in there, a bar or whatever. But, you know, this isn't. With the exception of like Iron Hill, there's not like a whole lot going on food-wise in Maple Shade. This place is kind of like 50% fish market, 50% you know place to sit I down love and that. eat. And I love these places. Yeah, it, I do too. It's very much a fishy version of, um, oh God, I'm trying to think of who does that now. Uh, I'll come back to it later. But I really like the fact that I can go in there. And I can grab their crab cakes are good. Not George good. I mean, not to upset Selec. Their, their crab cakes are very good. They do more like, I think they're more into the heat. They'll do like deviled crab cakes, and that's sort of their big seller. Um, very good. Service is great. Place is super clean. One of the big reasons people don't do those market-type places anymore is it's hard to keep clean. Yeah. You got a ton of people coming in and out all day buying stuff, and then you got another ton of people coming in to sit down and eat. They manage to keep the place clean, and the prices... We've talked about this before. Really good seafood dinner in Philadelphia. You're probably at 50 bucks a person, at least. At least. $20, you will get a monstrous platter of seafood. 
over there. Um, BYOB, which, you know, that, that always, you know, resonates with my congested heart. I love the fact that I can bring in some beer. Uh, it's about eight minutes from Iron Hill. Yeah. So I've been known a time or two to swing around Iron Hill, <laughs> grab a growler with my friends, <laughs> swing back into there. Uh, service is great. Um, probably the thing, and this is going to sound a little bit weird because this is about seafood. The rating is very good. They do a dish, simple dish, with pasta and crab meat. And sausage, yeah. like like spicy Italian sausage. Real simple dish. Olive oil, garlic, nothing crazy. I think it's like $11. In terms of pure flavor, that might be the best seafood dish in that entire town, not just in that restaurant, in that entire town. Nice. And I With a piece of bread, little, a little parsley on top. Outstanding. Delicious. And I was given a text that I did not properly introduce Jim Hassan. Jim Hassan is the... He grill- just sent you that text. He's grill master from Grubhouse Philly inside the Bourse building. He cooks your favorite foods. Also, he is the clam bar guy at Royal Boucherie. So, yeah, I, I guess I was going to start my pick as you know as a plug. I, 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 I'm a, this is I why these the, places hire <laughs> I, do the, I do the raw bar at uh, Royal Boucherie. And, and as far as our show is concerned, uh, Royal Boucherie is not not exactly a dining on the dime type place. Dining on a hundo. That's for the next show. However, uh, if you're on a date, and I've and I've seen this on both sides of the raw bar, if you're on a date and you need to impress that date, that is definitely the place to go. Oh yeah, I mean, we're doing we're we're doing some uh, they, Second Street. It's on uh, Second Street in Old City, Second and Chestnut, pretty much. Um, it's um, Chef Nick Elmy's place, celebrity, uh, celebrity chef Nick Elmy's place. But he has put um, recently a young up and coming chef, Alex Rosenthal, who's nice. uh, doing some amazing things. And he's like, he's a specialist in seafood. So uh, we've been doing some amazing things. Let me lately go check Yelp and see what people think about it. Yeah, yeah, see what Barry Z says that's about it. You know, the show's been hacked. <laughs> no, there will never be any checking of Yelp for anything. But it's on definitely, this show. It, it's definitely a, a, you know, a date, a great date place. And, uh, you know, you, you, nice. you're going to be spending some money, but I think the, the, the end result is going to be is going to be good. That's awesome. And uh, after our next break, we're going to do a speed round where we'll each give two picks because the people are listening in to get uh, I kind of want to know because, you know, I, I'd like to know what movies Robert De Niro likes to watch. <laughs> I kind of want to know what uh, seafood places that yeah, George, uh, George likes to watch. Uh, other than I'll go to many. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I guess you don't have time. Working. And let me tell you, I told everyone 20 times, I went on a seafood tour of Philadelphia. These places that are supposed to be great, really, it's weak. My, our, just so we know, we have a listener, Barban, from uh, Keyport, New Jersey. Okay. And she just messaged me and she said, you can't mention Select Seafood without mentioning their crab and lobster Alfredo. Absolutely. Fine. Uh, I am not the biggest Alfredo fan. I will travel for Alfredo. <laughs> seafood. I don't, you know, like I love, like a normal Alfredo dish is fine. Right. Fettuccine, carbonara, any of those things are fine. When you start throwing crab or lobster into the mix... I, I really don't want, you know, 50% heavy cream, 50% cheese in the mix, but she said she drives down. She's originally from the area. Right. She still drives down from Keyport. Right. And for you people who don't know where that is, that's up on the Jersey Shore near Belmar area, and she drives to Maple Shade. Uh, real quick search on my phone. That's an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. Hmm. And she's passing a lot of seafood restaurants in Jersey. In an hour and 10 minutes, but she drives all the way over there for that particular dish. And this is why you can't judge by Yelp, because I love seafood Alfredo. You know what I mean? Just a difference of opinion. All right, let me give you my next pick. And then after the next break, we are going to do a speed round. We'll each give two each, because people are listening in to hear where great seafood is. My next pick is a place that's not, I don't know, I guess you would call it. It's called The Little Fish. 746 South 6th Street in South Philly. Uh, the the chef there does... I, I used to go here twice a month. It was so good. And they have a family-style menu on Sunday nights. I'm pretty sure they do that still. And it's family-style. So you go there for a 5.30 sitting or like an 8.30 sitting, and they serve everything family-style. But here's what I had there. I had a delicious piece. I put the photo... Facebook.com forward slash dining on a dime one forward slash. You can see the photo. Uh, but I got to tell you, I had the most amazing fish, but they put it on top of bacon grits. Yes, you heard me. Bacon grits. So that's all I got to say about that. Before we go to Jim Hassan, uh, we're going to take our next break. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at Facebook.com. That's uh, a forward slash dining on a dime, the number one, on Twitter 
at Dining on a Dime, the number one, Instagram, KJW1972, and for sponsorship opportunities starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com. Okay, we are back from break. Now, this is the last uh, quarter of the show, 15 minutes. Uh, so we're going to take this 15 minutes, and we're going to give you two picks, because our listeners listen to this show for the restaurant picks. So we're going to give two each. Jim Hassan, you're next. Uh, I think I've mentioned this place before. Um, it's in uh, Clifton Heights in Delaware County, because that's where I'm from Delaware yeah. County. So it's a, it's called the Clam Tavern. Delco um, in the house. Delco, yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard, not easy to find. It's like right it's off of uh, Baltimore Pike, but it's so worth it. Uh, a chef named Nick Siafra. Uh, is just putting out some amazing seafood, and uh, it's it's definitely worth the trip to uh, Delaware County. Nice. And uh, you have another one? Sure. Uh, it's not a seafood place. See, me too. Um, I got a couple. Uh, James Pappas and I, were, we're doing the cheesesteak thing. And, Who? Uh, to, uh, and, and Donato, uh, Donato's going to like this one, because we went to this uh, dive bar in, in Delco called uh, <laughs> Terry's 2. It's oh, in Fullcroft. Uh, yeah, that's Donato's. Uh, 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 Chester Pike. Yeah. So yeah, on Chester Pike, Chester and Pike. and we uh, we were doing a cheesesteak thing, and, and then we saw that they had a salmon cheesesteak, and I was like, I don't know about salmon cheesesteak. I don't think I want to. It was one of the best cheesesteaks I ever had. Oh wow! In general, I had that too, and I like. In general, it was very lucky. good. Can you imagine me being out with Tony Luke and saying, "Hey, Tony, <laughs> we're gonna get a salmon cheesesteak." Uh, that's a no, kid. It was, and, uh, <laughs> I and, right and I happen to know it's a young kid from Chester. His name is Wayne Lang, and he's uh, he kind of sets up shop in that little dive bar, and he's putting out wings and and cheesesteaks, and it's uh, and it's cheap. It was like I think it was like eight dollars for the salmon cheesesteak and fries, which was you can't beat that. And yeah, I've been there, great. and I had that salmon. That's cheese what steak. I call the Delco price point, which Delco makes a ton of sense. It's worth it to drive and all down the Bud there. Light you can drink. <laughs> I hear you. Go ahead, J. Cole. Two picks. First one I'm going to go, and each of these I have a knock. They're good, but I have a knock against them, too. So people don't think it's just me sitting here saying, oh, I love this, I love that. And I know some smart-ass while we were on the break actually tweeted, is is McGillan's a good seafood place? <laughs> uh, no, I've never had seafood at McGillan's. I've been there a hundred times. It's pretty much beer and sandwiches for me over there. Um, that's smart, though. It lets me know people have been listening for a while. I like that. First place is called Two Fish. It's BYOB. It's over in Haddonfield. Um, they open for dinner. My food is very good. Uh, I know the company they get their seafood from. I'm not going to mention it because that's up to them. Uh, so I know they're getting really good quality seafood and the place is immaculately clean. However, they are painfully aware that seafood options are minimal in South Jersey and they have priced their menu accordingly. This would very much be one of the first places I put on our new show, Dining on a Hundo. <laughs> there is no sort of, I hate to say it, There's if you just want a really good seafood dish and you don't care, it's been so long since you've had King Crab or whatever, you're just here, take my American Express card, do the damage, then go there because it's really good. Um, however, I got to warn you, if you're listening to this show, chances are you're used to eating on the cheap or at least the nice price. This place is not for you. I feel like I owe it to them to throw it out there because their food is really sure, good. Absolutely. However, it's just, it's very expensive. The other place I'm going to throw out is, and I've been eating at this place for probably about six or seven years. It's in Reading Terminal Market, Pearl's Oyster Bar. Oh, yeah. Um, I have said they are Philly's best kept brunch secret. Yeah. I've had people hitting me up for brunch stuff for years and they go to these well-known Philly brunch places and it's an hour away and it's reservations. I can't get in. I got a terrible table. I'm sitting in the bathroom eating. I can't stand this. Pearl's Oyster Bar. Amazing brunch. However, it's an oyster bar. First and foremost, they're supposed to be serving seafood. Uh, they do like a clam, kind of a riff on like a scallion clam pancake. It's a special it's delicious. Uh, they did a sort of salmon club sandwich one day. It was delicious. Nice. They've done uh, po' boys with various fried fish, and uh, I have not had a bad experience there. Now, it is running terminal market, so you know it's a little loud. You're kind of sitting at a counter, or you've got to sit at the communal seating. So this isn't like a necessarily a date place. Uh, this isn't necessarily a, you know, hey, I want to look into the other person's eyes and let them know how I feel. Uh, but if you want really good food, and you know we are about value here, yeah. I would say if anything, two fish is overvalued. 
Oyster, Pearl's Oyster Bar is undervalued. Nice. I always, um, when a place undervalues, I'm always worried that they're going to go out of business because they're not making enough money. I look at it with like that consultant eye, like, why aren't you making more money? Yeah. And that's because they're giving me a big old po' boy sandwich for like six ninety nine, And I'm thinking, man, this should be eight ninety nine, and you'd be mm. driving a nicer car. I don't necessarily never asked for my opinion other than as a diner. Um, there's no kind of business relationship there. But if you really want good seafood and you don't want to pay the full price for it, go over to Pearl's Oyster Bar and Reading Terminal Market. They're delicious. And I couldn't agree more. That is a good pick. Um, we have to mention the Oyster House, 1516 Samson Street. I mean, I would get emails, people wanting to... Uh, uh, if you want to see the uh, Oyster Burger, you go to our Facebook page. I had the Oyster Burger. It was de- It's a burger with oyster on top. It's delicious. It's on the Facebook page. But, but I'm going to give that as a... Like John always says about McGillan's, that's a gimme. So my next two picks are more Dining on a Dime uh, related, and my first one is Under the Sea Seafood inside the Comcast Center. If you go down to the basement where the food court is, there's a place called Under the Sea. Delicious seafood. I don't think I've been to that food court, which uh, you is have, weird. It's Me right not being in the food court is weird. In my opinion, if you haven't been to the Comcast, you have to go to the Comcast Center. It's, del- it, it's great. It's at 17th uh, on 17th Street. Uh, you got to look it up. Go down to the food court, and uh, Under the Sea Seafood does a great job. Family owned. Uh, they offer great fresh seafood, which I like. You can get fresh seafood, like you said, a market to go, or they make platters, and it's very good value considering they're in the uh, Comcast Center. And like I said, the the seafood uh, scene in Philly, in my opinion, is weak. You can more than uh, more than welcome to email dining on dime yahoo dot com and disagree. Uh, so this is an Italian restaurant in Balakinwood that does an amazing seafood pescatore, okay, yeah, or pescatore linguine or whatever they call it. Uh, it's called Kevin's Italian roots are showing. Yeah, right. <laughs> all the South <laughs> Philly. You can see I'm Irish. Listening, you, see, you see I'm Irish. Uh, it's called Pescatore. It's at 134 Bala Avenue in Balakinwood, one of my favorite Italian restaurants, and it has delicious mussels, Maryland jumbo crab cakes. Go ahead, uh, John. I'll throw this out there. Um, uh, grabby Seafood. We used to be, this studio used to be located, uh, you know, in Westville on Delcy Drive. Um, we've since moved from the creepy murder cabin <laughs> to a slightly less creepy facility in West Deptford. But a few doors down is uh, Grab Seafood Restaurant. I have to be very honest with you. I checked this a while back, and they did this thing that I love. They're like a dual eatery market. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love these places. To I death. do too. Uh, I do not know if they're still open. Um, I've checked a few times, and they're closed. I don't know if they're closed for business, or maybe I'm just checking, you know, like on a Sunday, and they're not open or whatever. But um, if you can find a place with a decent rating that has that market slash eatery feel, yep. general rule of thumb, you're going to save yourself some money. Yes. People are going to, and I know people, Jerry DeLuca already messaged me. He's been listening to us since day one. He listened to my show with Tony religiously. Great guy. Wants to know why I didn't mention uh, Cafe Aldo Lamberte. Yes. And I'll tell you exactly why. The same reason I very reluctantly mentioned Two Fish. Cafe Aldo Lamberte knows there isn't a whole lot of great seafood in South Jersey. And when you go over there, they have like, you know, their king of the sea platter. It's like thirty-eight bucks, and I'm just like that. That really, for one person, thirty-eight bucks. It's a mound of pasta and some very good seafood. Again, I know where they get their seafood from. Place is immaculately clean. Service is great, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, we're not stuck. When we say dining on a dime, we're not married to ten dollars and under. But we are trying to give you value. And I got to be super honest with you. I've eaten at this place several times. Uh, my sisters-in-law, when they're in town from Florida, they love to go to this place. However, for value, I can point you to seafood as good or better that isn't going to cost you 100 bucks to take your family over yeah, there to eat. Um, if you don't care about money, again, I'll recommend that place. Uh, very good service, nice wine list. Again, you know, it's, it's $50 for a bottle of wine. It's $50, $60 a person to eat. There's apps, there's desserts. I think the last time I went in there for six of us, the bill was like 320 bucks. Wow. And not that I'm cheap, but. That's a lot of money yeah. for freeloading in-laws who come up, you know, once or twice a year. I mean, you know, that's three bills. It's a lot. Yeah, that's true. Jim Hassan. 
I think uh, somebody <coughs> asked about it on your your Facebook, Kevin, uh, about like you know where snow crab legs or something like that. Yes. And I, I, yeah. my, my response was Ruby Buffet, which is yeah, it's a it's a nice you know it's a seafood buffet on uh, Washington and, and Columbus. Yeah, that was a um, listener email. We yeah, had. somebody uh, said they hit that on their way over to IKEA or something. <laughs> yeah, right? it's that- near IKEA. And, I, and one little uh, tip, like a non-restaurant seafood tip for people is you as a, a a person can go to Samuel Seafood out and on, on, off of Packer Avenue. Like, I did that myself. Not yes. many people know that because it's not like a you know it's not like a storefront, but you can like pull in their lot and walk into their thing and like yes. order you know whatever you want, and you can get some uh, decent seafood to make it home. Yeah, and I used to live out in uh, near Balakinwood, so that's why Pescatori is one of my favorites. It was my one seafood spot. And another place I'll mention because I've mentioned this place repeatedly. I've put them forward as best restaurant in New Jersey. This is Farm and the Fisherman. Uh, I know the chef. I know, you know, the couple that run it, the baker. I've known these people for years. And I love Farm and the Fisherman. It's another one of these eatery marketplaces. Uh, And I know this will break their heart for me to say this. They got a location in Horsham. They were in Philly for a while. It closed. They're over in Cherry Hill. It's expensive to eat there. I know that they'll be like, oh, no, but J. Cole, it really is. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have... The means that if I do want to go eat over there, I don't have to decide, do I pay my cable bill or do I go out to dinner? Right. Um, not to be smarmy, but there are people that aren't in that position. Yeah. There are people that decide, okay, I got to go eat at McDonald's or somebody's not getting their bill paid. Farming a fisherman is not the place you go because there's no way you don't leave there without the $17 piece of cheese. Yeah. And then, oh, it's that time of year there where they made the white fish salad and I got to have that. <laughs> so between what you ate and what you took home, I don't think I've ever honestly in there. And they're very nice people. Full disclosure, they've comped me apps. They've comped me desserts. They've comped me beers. I don't think I've ever paid less than $100 a person in there. Nice. And I'm happy to say I'm glad to support a local business. I'm glad to support their food is very good. The place is clean. The service is great. It's just not our dining on the dime sort of. There's a couple places like that. Why haven't you mentioned them? Yeah. Uh, La Asiono. In, uh, I think it's what, Collingswood? It's another place. It's great food. When they're advertising their special at like $35 a person, uh, I can't, in all good consciousness, if the name of this show was Fat and Getting Fatter, I'd say, yeah, (laughs) go over there, get the extra butter sauce, it's great. But the whole point of this show is to help people find good food that maybe, you know, are stuck at like the Arby's price point and we're trying to get them a little bit better I think the problem, too, is you know, seafood tends to be the more expensive item on the menu. And if it's not, then you might want to wonder about it. And and another good point you made... uh, my go-to crab legs is, uh, I don't eat them that often, very rarely, but Bonk's Bar in Port Richmond. 30, you gotta love that Bonk's. Yeah, 3467 Richmond Street. Uh, they do good crab legs, but one thing I want to give you a tip of is I went there and I had a pork sandwich. It was unbelievable. It was very good. So they have other food on the menu. You just use the crab legs to pick your teeth. <laughs> uh, so Bonk's Bar. I want to give a shout out to Anastasia Seafood. You got to mention them. They're at 9th and uh, 1101 South 9th Street, legendary seafood place in the Italian market. Uh, couple, all my photos are on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash dining on a dime one. Uh, I'll give one more pick. Uh, John, what's, what about Bobby Chaz? He's the man. Bobby Chez. Bobby Chez has done crab cakes for a really long time. Absolutely. Full disclosure, I know Bobby from QVC a little bit. Met him through Tony Loke. Uh, Places like Ristelli's have great crab cakes. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to get into that whole thing. Right. Uh, And Connor, one of my Twitter followers, is like, why haven't we mentioned sushi? I'll tell you right now. We're going to do a sushi show. Oh, we'll do a sushi show. We will do a sushi. I know a lot about sushi. It's so hard to say, though. (laughs) That's why we're not doing it. (laughs) I know, right? It's like, to me, that's separate from seafood. Yeah. Um, Maybe I should have been clear and we should have said this is like a cooked seafood show. We will do a sushi oh, show. Oh, I know a lot about and, sushi. And um, there are some pretty, you know, the flip side, there's really good sushi in Philly. Yeah. There's some decent sushi in South Jersey. We're going to get to it. Yeah. Talking about Bobby Chiz, really good crab yeah, cakes. I would, I, I would feel remiss up, not mentioning him. Yeah, yeah, you can hit up QVC. Uh, Rostelli's is doing crab cakes. You can go to your local Whole Foods and find a halfway decent crab yeah. cake. But you should know how to cook it. This isn't a type of thing where, oh, I overcook my hot dogs, I'm okay. You're spending like, you know, I, I think at Wegmans a crab cake is like 13 bucks. Yeah. Um, go to George. He's at least cooking it for you. Right. When I go to Wegmans, I got to go home and still cook this thing, and I've paid the same amount of money. And uh, I was actually introduced to Bobby Chez's delicious crab cakes by uh, 
Bernsey's Tavern in Port Richmond because they always advertise that's a Bobby Chess crab cake. Uh, so dining on uh, wildfireradio.com. Search for Dining on a Dime because me and John had the discussion earlier. We have pretty much covered where the best restaurants to get <coughs> almost every type of cuisine. Next Sunday is going to be brunch and crepes. That's going to be our focus. Uh if you go to wildfireradio.com, look up Dining on a Dime. We have covered almost every cuisine. We have three cheesesteak shows. Uh, we have pizza. We have every single cuisine you can think of. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner was covered. We even have a best of show. We've talked about food in a bowl. You know, I mean, we've talked about yeah. stuff like chili I mean, and stew and bowls. We've really given you, let's put it this way, after a year, if you live anywhere from the Poconos to, let's say, Princeton yeah. all the way down to Cape May. Right. We've got a year's worth of shows to tell you where to eat. And if Wildf we haven't covered it, take the hint. Wildfireradio.com. Search for Dining on a Dime. You can get all that info. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Next week's going to be brunch. George, thanks so much for coming, And man. George. Yeah, no problem. George, thanks for the crab cakes. Thank you so much for the crab cakes. Rigatoni's mobile crab cakes. Have a great week. Stay hungry, everybody. To uh, view hundreds of restaurant reviews and photos from Philadelphia restaurants, and to get more information about the Dining on a Dime podcast, Go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com.